Welcome to episode 23 of the Cards and Cartridges podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, a.k.a. OG Retro. I'm here with my man, Chris, a.k.a. Koozie Retro Games. What's going on, brother? How you doing? Real quick, I need to apologize. My brain was foggy from the country music and the bush light. Last week's episode was in the bush light. Crazy late. Um, If you guys missed last week's episodes, last week's episode, Go check it out. Segwaying into Bush Light. I hit CVS before this. Mm. Bush Light was on sale. You can't beat that. I mean, you can beat that in a no, lot of ways. No, you can't. A 12-pack, regular price, $10.99, on sale for $7.99, highway robbery. I'm glad you're happy, buddy. I'm also, my voice happy. may sound a little weird. I'm still regaining my voice from the concerts. That's okay. Uh, we got a good episode today for you guys uh, talking about... Uh, you know, we're going to stick true to our to our promise, bring you another bolo, but be on the lookout for, uh, be on the lookout on whatever you want to call it. We're going to talk about Collector's Universe buying WADA. Uh, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Will it solve some issues? Will it bring new issues? We'll see. Uh, we're going to talk about Panini, uh, and that is not the popular sandwich, but in fact, the trading card company uh doing college sports cards you know college athletes recently being able to make money uh with sponsorships and sponsorships and such uh and we're going on to talk about zelda skyward sword release on the switch and how it's doing my thoughts on it koozie doesn't play games but i'll tell you what i think about it uh and then we'll also round this episode out talking about our current collecting goals dude i i did play games speaking of that I, I know this is pretty dig- cool. I'm really I was, happy for you. But. I was digging in the basement today looking for beach towels. My brother's like, hey, I'm going to the beach with mom and my friend. Can you go look for beach towels? I was like, yeah. And I don't know when the last time we used beach towels was. So digging around in the basement, lift up a tub. I see Pokemon Emerald box staring at me in this tub. How have like, you never looked? And I'm like, place? dude, in the back of the storage room by the furnace. Like somewhere <laughs> you just don't go. And I'm like, what? Uh. So I lifted up the all my childhood boxes, my red SP box, my emerald box, fire red box, leaf green box, sapphire box, Mario, Mario Land, Bro, Mario you kept 3. Them all. Dude, I don't even remember like getting new Game Boy games. I think a lot of these were hand-me-down from cousins. Cause I remember I got like my Game Boy Pocket from my cousin and I played that a lot. Unbelievable, bro. Are you you're gonna keep them all right? Are yeah, you, I'm not I'm not selling any of them. Like even the ones that like don't go in my collection, I'll just like keep in a safer place than under three tubs. Yeah. That like are, are they clean? Are the boxes smushed or emerald is like the best condition one, which okay. is nice because I don't have emerald, but a lot of them are like crushed and squished yeah. because they were under three tubs of stuff for god knows how long. Wow. But I mean that's really I, cool though. Looking back at, I just remember playing these games. Like I remember playing like the Yu-Gi-Oh game. I've never yeah. played Yu-Gi-Oh, and I was just confused as hell playing it. I, I loved going to Monster Jam, so I have Monster Jam Madness in there. That was insane. The dual pack with Shark Tale and Shrek. I remember playing the hell out of that because I loved the movie Shark Tale. Simpsons Road Rage on Game Boy Advance was my favorite, dude. Just like I remember dude, playing so many all good these ones. games. Now it was just really? a blast from the what past. A good as a kid. Yeah, and to think that went away, like to think you. (laughs) Then I grew up. Yeah, to think you grew up, it's incredible. Like it was just that's awesome. Such a blast from the past, and I we have all the games for them in this like shoebox in the back of like the hall closet. I always knew those were there. Yeah, 
I had no idea the boxes were all in the basement. That's incredible. Insane. Are you gonna are you gonna go take the games out and complete all the boxes and shit? Or what are you gonna I, do? I, yeah, I may. I need I think I need so ones that like I mean honestly, I just might as well just throw them all in my collection. That's like what I'm they're saying. all my childhood understand. games. Your, your childhood games, it's incredible. So I'll I'll go through and see what we have in the shoebox. Anything that we don't have, I'll probably just buy and complete because it, it's all like cheaper stuff besides the Pokemon, yeah. it's like Namco Museum, SpongeBob, yeah. Ice Age, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. But I mean the yellow boxes are crushed, but you throw them in a box. Box protectors do wonder for crushed oh, boxes. True. So pro tip. Just the fact that I got to find my childhood day was crazy. It's that's a that's a good feeling. I've found mine, some of mine. I yeah. wish I had the boxes. I feel like I was a kid that just ripped all my cardboard up. Yeah. But I have my GameCube games from the childhood. I've got Mario Kart. I've got Luigi's Mansion. I got Pikmin. Like all my childhood copies, like the most important games. I don't know if I have Smash. I and I, and the funny thing about Smash, when I was a kid, I had like at least two copies of it because we played it so much that it broke. Like at really one time, it got so scratched that it got so fucked up. I, so I don't know. I'm not sure if I have my original Smash, but I have the other. I have like my Super Strikers. Okay, and hold up. Super Striker <laughs> like a 60 something dollar game. It's gone up like or, crazy. Same with it's insane. Like loose, yeah. loose. Yeah, it's gone I up like crazy. Copy. Uh twitch.tv slash OG retro, 8 p.m. Eastern time, Thursday, live claim sales, just a quick ad. Uh, but I have a copy available tonight. Uh, you know, the night we record this, and I looked it up, it's sixty dollars loose. That's yeah, do that one's gone up. Uh, but another thing too, like all like I remember we had all our we're off topic already look at oh, us oh yeah, yeah, yeah um i we had all of our games like we we had a lot of like we and ps2 games and we just had those in like a big binder with like sleeves as most yeah. of the kids did all like the cases for all those were also in this tub so my oh, mom like just took the games out and put them in the binder and just threw all like the boxes a lot and of cases kids parents did that dude. i knew a couple of my friends parents who did that and i yeah. really talked to them like where the fuck are those games bro like, yeah i can see like saving cases but like cardboard gba boxes it's lit dude shout out those parents i just saw emerald staring at me and my jaw dropped i'm like where did this come from oh my god that's excellent man i'm so i'm glad you told that story on the pod too me too uh, it needs to be told fuck yeah all right so going into our first topic let's talk about the quick little bolo we got be on the lookout for uh not for resale games uh you know something that's not often talked about some of y'all probably know about it but uh basically games that have a little not for resale tag on them indicating unless so sometimes they're just part of a bundle pack i.e pokemon soul silver all of them say not for resale on it but Mm -hmm. so that doesn't make it special what we're talking about are like not for resale gba or not for resale n64 yes uh that kind of stuff so N64 games specifically and GBA, they'll usually look exactly like the the cartridges, like the the production cards. However, they'll have like the tiniest little tag on it. Like, and when I say tag, I mean like text. Uh, it's it's red a rectangle text. It's, it's rectangular text, red text in a white box that says "not for resale," or maybe it's white text in a red box. I one of those two. Yeah, is the first one, and it says "not for resale," and it's just. It's pretty cool. Usually, usually they're demos of the game, or sometimes they're the full game, just like uh, what was used in like a uh, uh, a kiosk or something, right? 
So it'd be like a kiosk game. I know there's Pokemon Stadium exists like that. Uh, Zelda exists like that. There's like 10 N64. There's probably yeah. even more around 10 N64 ones. There's a bunch. So it's something to watch out for. It definitely increases the value and a lot. Significantly. Uh, Super Nintendo has them too. I think you should mention that. Uh, I've I've found a couple of not for resale Super Nintendo games in my and and GBA and N64 actually. So I've got a couple GBA ones in my collection. I had back when I first started collecting, I had a not for resale Mario Kart 64 that I unfortunately ass. sold. Um just a couple weeks ago, me and my buddy went half on this lot and we're sorting out these N64 oh, yeah. games, just going through them randomly. And there's an Ocarina Ocarina time, like it looks exactly the same. It's just real small text in that box, yeah. not for resale. We're sorting through it. None of us even notice. And I'm going through trying to sell them and price them out. And I notice at the very end, like it's not for resale. And I'm like, yeah. what? And it regular Ocarina time on 64 is like 25 bucks. This not yeah. for resale one is 250. Yeah. So it significantly pretty raises pretty the value. Yeah. And they're just pretty cool, like collector's items too. So no matter if you're collecting or selling, this is definitely something you want to like. Watch out for it. It's pretty cool. One more thing that can increase the value on them. So you have like the not for resale text on the front, but sometimes you also have a sticker going across the back that says not for resale property of Nintendo or something like that. So if you have, if you have this sticker that goes with it, you know how collectors are, they get happy over specific variants and things like that. If you have the sticker, it increases the value even more. Yeah. I think that's a good point um cool well that, that's it for that little segment there why don't you take us through uh collector's universe buying wada dude tell us about yeah it. so if you guys don't know collector's universe is psa's parent company so i, I don't even know where to start so i guess <laughs> wada was wada is only like four years old Wada was started in 2017 by a 25 year old, just like our other host, Ryan. Insanity. I wish Uh, I right now. Dennis Khan. Like Dennis Khan, 25 year old, starts Wada. He Mm -hmm. was a video game collector. He saw the need for grading cartridges, boxes, and mainly seals, something that VGA doesn't do. So he started Wada. Um, And now, I guess, with the recent just boom in collecting and uh, going along with PSA's mission statement, how it says something along the lines of they want to be the leader in collectibles and all things collectibles. Hell yeah. Video games and grading is a collectible. So PS uh, Collectors Universe purchased WADA. We we don't know how much for yet, but it's millions and millions of dollars, I would assume. Yeah, it's got to be. It's insane, man. And it, it, I think it's important to note, too, that this comes just days after the announcement that CGC made that. Yep. So PSA, one of PSA's main competitors, CGC, uh, announced that they're going to start grading video games. I think black, the, the, this paragraph, sorry if I can hear my dog barking. Um, this paragraph in the article was a little hard to follow, but I think Blackstone owned cgc so blackstone is cgc's parent company mm-hmm. and they announced that they're going to start grading video games also but i mean wada's moving their location from denver colorado to california okay. where psa wow. is they said that the branding and the name at wada is going to stay but it's just going to be under psa yeah and it's got to because if if they didn't do that they changed to something completely yeah. different all the graded games that wada already did would be but there's so many things to think about with this. I guess we can start with, I guess, general, how do you feel about the acquisition? Um, I don't know, dude. I don't fuck with PSA that much. So, like, I like 
obviously I respect it, I guess, but, and I will say that from every, from a business standpoint, it makes sense on everyone's part, right? Mm-hmm. PSA, PSA, like you said, they want to be the, they want to grade the collectibles, whatever you said it was, they, they want to do it all. So they needed to do this. They CGC announcing that they're going to start grading games, puts pressure on them. WADA being a friggin' 20 something year old, uh startup you know four-year-old startup is thinking this is the best thing to ever happen right dude he's 29 and he's set for for life i mean yeah on top of whatever selling it monetary wise he's also have you seen his collection sealed collections he's got an insane collection absolutely absurd so yeah homie's set for life or at least except for as long as he wants to be set for um, and it, it's just, it makes sense. It makes sense financially. It makes sense in, in all ways. So I think, uh, I think the acquisition, you know, we saw it coming and, uh, they, they did what they had to do. Definitely. I mean, now here's other things that to, to think about, like it, it happened a couple days after the $1.56 million Mario sale does that have anything to do with it did they do they see that sound they're like okay we have to speed no, up the process no, no. this was already in the coincidence works. this was already in the works before that sale but uh, then it also came two weeks after psa um had a partnership with goldian auctions so psa now has a partnership with goldian auctions so i wonder what's going to happen with right Heri- wise right. partnership with heritage auctions is that going to cause anything i don't know and it probably I mean, it'll matter to them and they'll figure it out. But I think to the consumer, it doesn't really matter what options. I mean, Heritage, I don't know. I I just yeah. think that, I think, uh, I hope we see better accuracy with grading. Yeah. What is, I've seen a lot of stuff about WADA lately in terms of like accuracy. And I just want to see that like, and that's for all grading. Like it's got to be. You send these things. You send a, whether it's a card or a video game in, and you want it to be assessed like accurately. Mm-hmm. Like that's what you're paying for. You're not paying to just get the ten, or you're not paying no. to just like you want it to to be right. And like yeah. if it's not right, you know the integrity of of the grade of any grade is kind of lost. So I hope I hope that PSA and uh wada continue to improve and continue to look for ways i i e a i for example ai to like continue to improve this this trade this, yeah this, this thing their job like i don't know like i want to see i just want to it should just be consistent bro because in my eyes like psa is from like and when I say in my eyes, I literally mean in my eyes. Like from what I've literally seen, is like the most inconsistent in terms of grading. Yeah, and I mean, I agree with all those things. It's definitely gonna be interesting. I mean, I don't think much is gonna change with the whole. I mean, obviously, it's still gonna have the water name. I wonder if we're gonna start seeing these things like water graded. 9.4 a plus mario 64 pre-psa acquisition like if people are gonna be like <laughs> yeah. we want the pre-psa wada right, games right. like no. something like no, that I, I doubt it i doubt that another another thing that people were talking about is like 
PSA does population. I was just going to say all that data. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is water going to yeah, start what, producing those? What, that needs to happen. Yes. That needs to happen. And I think, I think it will. I think it's impossible. I mean, if it doesn't, here's another thing. If it doesn't and CGC does do that, forget it. Mm-hmm. Forget it, dude. I'm going to use that. I, I will gladly switch to CGC video game grading. If they offer populate, that's literally the only thing I think I care about. Yeah. I know they grade harshly and I know they like, like not harshly, but I know CGC in my mind grades very accurately. Like I fuck with, I fuck with how they grade cars. I fuck with how they grade, uh, magazines slash comics. I've had both graded by them. My personally, myself. So I like it. I think if they do a good job with the video game grading and they offer population reports and PSA slash WADA does not. That's going to be a little bit crazy. Yeah. I'm excited to see how CGC styles their like graded cases. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I prefer WADA style over VGA style. Yeah, so I'm VGA. really I'm really excited to see how WADA, I mean, CGC is going to look. Yeah, I'm curious what color the label is. Because they have like different color labels for their comics too. And then their their slabs are a little bit different, but it's just very like card slabs. So, yeah, like we'll you said, from a, from a business perspective, it makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, from a just I guess collector standpoint, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm fine with it. There's nothing me talking yeah, we, on a podcast got, is going to do about it. Exactly but. right. And we gotta we I think we gotta wait to see kind of to like what changes are actually going to happen. Because if it's yeah. just the location, it's just parent company and they just own them and they don't really do anything and WADA continues to exist, operates exactly how they do. Yeah. Eh, not much will probably change. I'm just, um, I'm really. I want the pop reports. I do want the pop reports. I mean, I have games in my collection where I'm like, dude, I wonder how many of these are out there. 100%. I want to know. And it's like, I'm just, I'm curious to see what's going to happen when PSA opens back up and just how their turnaround times are. And even WADA's turnaround times, like they've raised prices to try to cut back on the amount of submissions. And they said they're going to bring prices back down. I wonder if I'm going to get my speed run submission ever. If they, yeah. if they just got PSA. I don't know. Like where, where is that? If they're moving, is it coming? Yeah, I wonder if they're going to have to shut down for X amount of time yeah. to actually move their company to California. Right. Right. I don't know. Um, but the, it's, it's, it's interesting, man. Good, good topic there. Uh, do we want to, do you want to start? Let's, let's quickly talk about Panini doing college sports cards. It's kind of similar. This is a trading card topic. Yeah. So I was just researching before the podcast and what I'm going to talk about. And, um, they just Googled trading card news. This was the first article that came up and I was like, Oh, this sounds interesting. But I mean, so recently college athletes have, uh, been what's they're now legally allowed to sell the rights like their names and get brand deals and partnerships and sponsorships so they're allowed to make money off their names and that's always been a big thing for years i mean i remember back in high school college middle school writing essays on like should college athletes be paid it's like been one of like the popular essay topics so recently they are allowed to be paid and Panini, who is a big sports card company, um, announced today that they are partnering with one team who is a, I guess, trading, uh, a card manufacturer, I guess, I don't say that they're partnering with one team and it will give the company rights to produce, distribute and sell college athlete trading cards. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, uh, it's right now open to 200 schools 
Um, it's mainly focuses on like basketball and football, but it does have some baseball, hockey, and other Olympic sports in there too. And then, but also they're going to be doing both physical cards and NFTs. Oh my goodness. And then, um, if you're not, if you're an athlete at one of the non 200 schools, you do have the option to opt in through a group venture. Wow. (laughs) That's pretty crazy. I I mean, good for them, I guess. I don't know. I'm sure they're stoked. They're going to be, they're going to be paying the athletes for like the use for their names at a similar, um, similar rate to what they pay professional athletes. Now I don't know what that is, but I mean, they do do college cards right now, but it's usually alumni. So when Trevor Lawrence, the new quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars got drafted, they went back and made his, I believe he played for Clemson. They re- yeah. they went back and made cards like him in his Clemson uniform. And like when Zion got drafted by the Pelicans, they went back and made cards from him when he's playing at Duke. He was not currently, when he was currently playing at Duke, he was not having cards made of him. But it's interesting too, because typically the college cards of the players are worth less than them in their pro jerseys. So it'd be interesting to see what happens with these college cards and how they're going to sell and how they're going to be collected. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean me personally, who doesn't collect really anything professional sports wise or sports wise in general, I'm even less interested in collecting college athletes cards. Yeah. I can see why it'd be cool, but like there is a, I mean, college athlete athlete, college athletics is a huge industry mm-hmm. college sports huge industry so like i i get it and they'll probably sell pretty well like sell like games and parents will buy them and it'll be cool but like i don't know i don't know I mean, there's there's die hard college athletes i mean if you're looking at a big school like alabama football whoever the quarterback is of Alabama football that, 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 that year, I think he's going to be the hot one going after it. He's going to be the big guy. Yeah. Uh, the quarterback of uh, Georgia are these, these down South States and schools where they bleed their college sports. I think it's going to be crazy. Yeah. And, the, but I mean, you look at something that's like, say, say Zion back when he was playing at Duke, just using it for example, because he's a big name. What if they came out with like a, a Zion X LeBron like patch auto? Like a, there's a Zion patch auto and a LeBron patch auto on one card. Right. That would be crazy. And it's definitely something they can do. But I also think like as a – say I'm a D1 college athlete playing basketball. It's something that I could do easily. Oh, yeah. It's the most badass thing in the world. Yeah. Like your schools, like when I was going to college, like our schools, like printed out like little trading cards, kind of on like cardstock, like handed them out as basketball games, just like a little collectible in the stands. Mm-hmm. But like if you have like an action, if you're going to buy like a Michigan basketball blaster box at Walmart, trying that's to pull badass. your own, trying to pull your own card as a as a 19 year old kid. Yeah, yeah, it's badass. So it's good for so them. So cool. That's what it comes down to in my mind. It's like good for them. Like get that bag, number one, college athletes, get that bag about time and I don't know. uh sorry go ahead yeah and just like i i'm all i'm all for it i i yeah i don't cool. know how many college athletes you still have like on your personal social media that you follow like when that you went to school with or whatever yeah um but like when they announced that college athletes can start making money off their name i follow a lot of like my college's basketball players and stuff like that on social media yeah. and like they were all just like 
I'm ready to start making money. Like I'm looking for brandos. I'm looking for sponsorships. Like we saw like the one girl, I believe I'm going to be wrong in this, but I believe she was a volleyball player. Like day one, right when they announced it, she was the first person to DM Dave Portnoy and was like, Hey, oh, yeah, I, I want to be a, I want to be a barstool first athlete. Barstool it's like, yeah, you're in. And then they got like 40,000 people. Yeah. I saw that. Incredible. It's so cool, man. It's going to be interesting to see like what happens with the, when the season starts and, Anytime there's money involved, there's shady stuff going on behind the scenes. I mean, even like we see stuff where it's like college athletes got paid by coaches or their families got paid by coaches. So they come and play at a certain school, which is highly illegal. And you can't do that in college sports. That happened in high school near me. Really? Yeah. Dude, it's when there's money involved in sports, it's a sleazy thing. Yeah. That's crazy. But let's keep it going. That's a good topic. Aaron. That was a good topic, man. I enjoyed talking about that. Let's talk about uh, fucking the Zelda Skyward Sword release. And uh, so Skyward Sword is a Zelda game. It's supposed to be like the first in the series. It's kind of like like the first story-wise in the series. Um, it originally came out for the Wii back in the day. It had motion controls. People didn't really like it then. It pretty much has the same controls today. And it I... I don't like it. I thought maybe it would have been better. But the motion controls, like the Joy-Con motion controls, like that kind of fucked me up. And then the the non-motion controls are equally stupid. Like, they're so dumb that I can't get myself to play through it because, like, the controls are so bad. And I hate that, but... This game still sold incredibly well in Japan, sold over like 150,000 copies the first week, uh, which just makes me mad. I really think Nintendo's getting away with some sleazy shit recently. Uh, The Switch OLED, again, meh. This game, very meh. Like, what do you what do you mean by like getting them getting away with sleazy stuff? Like just throwing throwing like a revamp on old games? Yeah, well, not even that because it's not even like it's a revamp. I swear they literally just. I I think there's. Like, they just took it from the Wii U or whatever and put it, like, changed maybe one or two. It's the same exact thing, and it sucks. Like, make a better game. Do better controls. I don't understand why they they don't, like... A good game would have the option to at least make the controls what you want. Like, why can't I just bind the keys? Like, bind the the buttons Mm. to... Because a lot of games have that. That's not unheard of. So, like... I don't think Nintendo likes doing any of that shit. Like they don't like giving the, the, the user, the ability to customize like the experience. And it's super lame. Like I want to play the game, how I want to play it. Like I want to enjoy the story, but I literally can't enjoy the story because the controls are so bad. Like they're so bad. And maybe what's wrong. Like just the way you move, like the way that you. Yeah. Yeah. So like the biggest problem is like, usually in a game, like I'm, koozie can see me but like you your your right right finger controls like the camera and then the left stick controls like how your character's moving yes so the right stick doesn't do that in this game the right stick do the right stick is attacking so like the the way you move is like the way you swing your swords like up and down or side to side and then you have to hold down the left trigger and then move the right stick and then you can look around and shit and it's wow. so fucking clunky and I just hate it. It's stupid. And they could just 
like the one thing they could change is literally make that so I can that the normal thing, like move around and then just make let me use X and Y to swing my sword. Oh yeah. Like let me use buttons because the way they have it set up is so shitty, man. I don't want to play the game. So if what does X what what are they like what does X and Y do? Is it like open your map or like yeah, like game? some other shit like that. Yeah, really? I don't even. Remember. I've played four and a half hours and I stopped playing. Really? So I, yeah, yeah, I can't remember. But wasted sixty bucks. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent wasted gonna, sixty bucks. Like, are you gonna keep it or are you just gonna resell it and make your money back? I don't know, dude. I wanna probably sit on it. I. I'm a big Zelda fan, so I'm just fucking pissed. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'll pr- maybe I will sell it. Like, that's sell why it I and buy it. it back when it, you can buy it twenty bucks used or something like that. Yeah, that's why I bought it physical. So I should probably just do that. Buy it back when it's twenty bucks used. Yeah. Fuck that game, man. I mean, I don't own a Switch or play Zelda games, so my uh, commentary on this topic is slim to none. Yeah, but I'm I'm sure Breath of the Wild Two is gonna be a lot better. Like I know the controls are better because the Breath of the Wild controls are good. Like that's the other thing too. Like the Breath of the Wild controls are normal. Like they're why good. did they change it for this? Why did exactly? Because they just they were like let's port the fucking Wii version with these stupid controls. So were there controls on the anything. Wii shitty? Yes. So uh, you use the nunchuck and then you use like yeah. a Y and Z. Right, or y like very whatever. bizarre controls like that. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, why? why? It's just lazy. It's again <laughs> Nintendo being lazy. And it just pissed me off because I'm a big Nintendo fan. I'm a big Zelda fan, but I'm not a big fan of this. I'm not a big fan really of the new Switch. It's just like, nah, dude, nah. I'm going to build a new PC like, and it's going to yeah. be way cooler. Like, I don't know. Uh, real quick, I asked. We talked about we talked about the Switch OLED a few pro- podcasts ago. Um, I mentioned they they are it is coming in a different box. It is a more compact yeah, rectangular box. Yeah, so that's just another Nintendo thing trying to get more money out of collectors. That's fine. Yeah, are they coming out with a Switch Pro or whatever? Like where where they actually change stuff? What what was it that you were wanting? I well, no, they're not yet. But like a, a Switch Pro where they actually like make it a little bit more powerful, like like actually change things you were talking about like bluetooth capability oh, yeah. and things Gosh. like that fucking bluetooth yeah dude. like these yeah. are simple things very we're simple requests we're not very asking for yeah. our thing to propel us to mars no it's it's easy dude it's easy and uh it doesn't make sense like you can add like people modify old game boy colors to have bluetooth right yeah and like a five dollar part like a five dollar chip like bluetooth yeah. transmitters are not expensive i don't know why dude i saw this tiktok yeah this dude was walking in the woods just like showing trees in this creek he goes how did motherfuckers make bluetooth out of this that's mad funny. <laughs> that's true that's fair um but yeah it just it just doesn't make sense so do better in descendo that's i feel like i'm saying that all the time so is what it is but uh do better uh, nintendo but we're gonna keep buying this stuff up like it's crab cakes and they're on sale exactly let's let's round it out with a uh with uh something we haven't talked about in a while what are our current collecting goals koozie what do you got what you we've talked about long-term collecting goals i think we talked about current yeah let's talk about what what do you i mean this could be a revisit of long term this is just kind of an update we haven't talked about in a while in a while uh what, what do you got 
let me actually find this in my do you use your notes on your phone uh yeah like your like your notepad yeah these are a lot so i actually have a every year at the start of the new year i make a 2019 2020 2021 um game want list so the games i want to find that year and add to my collection and we're back my bad sorry about that a little technical difficulty well not a technical difficulty i'm gonna phone call break we had a dhl arrival a little shipment from <laughs> Japan. can you tell uh, us what you got little some pokemon booster boxes nice those will be available yeah. live claim sale tonight 8 p.m eastern time twitch.tv slash odretto Awesome. All right. Where we were talking about was a current collecting goals. And every year I make a like uh, 2019, 2020, 2021 current like want list for that year. So I, I don't go out and buy these games on eBay. It's just if I come across them in the wild, right. I come across them. And it's more. So here's my 2021 game list Mega Man X3. Ooh. Mario Party. And the reason why I want that one is I have X and X2. Uh, Mario Party Island Tour on 3DS, which I found. Just missing nice. a couple of the Mario Party games. Uh, Mario Party, the top 100, I'm still missing. Um, I don't own a Sega Master System, so I would like to find a Sega Master System. Uh, just a, It's always fun to add a banger DS game. So And the one with a badass name, Little Red Riding Hood Zombie Barbecue. Like, Love it. Why would you not want that? Uh, I wonder I'm if I'm going me. for the full N64 set, so I want Worms Armageddon. Uh, I want uh, Mega Man's on Game Boy. I found one of them, but I want to get all the Mega Man's on Game Boy. Cool. Uh, Chrono Trigger, which I've added. Oh, yeah. uh, Pokemon Trozzy, Trozzy, which I've yeah. added. And then Dokapon Kingdom for the Wii, which I am still missing. Damn, you got some heavies in there. Some cool it was games. Ma- it was mainly like heavies and just like a couple like random ones I'm missing. But it's always, it's more fun to add heavies. They're harder to find, yeah. but like when you do find them and you check them off your list, you're like, this is sweet. Yeah. I think like the short-term collecting goals, like current collecting goals right now, um, I want to continue to add to like my my like childhood sealed collection. So like so far, like Pikmin's Pokemon Silver, God of War uh, 2 I have now. So that's three. I really want to get Kingdom Hearts 2 for the PlayStation 2 sealed. Yeah. Uh, I want to get Pokemon Pinball. I So I have a lead on a sealed copy of Pokemon Pinball. Somebody posted um, one in high-end game room today. I that saw that. You. I yeah. saw that. I have a lead for a better condition one and maybe even a bit cheaper than that one. So How do you think that lead's going to pan out? Hopefully it's a pretty good. solid lead. Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty solid lead. So chances are I'm going to be getting that one soon. Fingers crossed. So a sealed copy of Pokemon Pinball, which I'll get great. I'm very excited about that. Um, mm-hmm. And if I don't get it from this one, like, that's again, like I said, like I, I really want to. That's what I want. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me. Then I feel like I have a couple of card goals too. I want. There's some really cool promos coming out of Japan this year, so like I want to get those. And that's not like hard goals at all. I just got to order them pretty much. But yeah, eventually I'll get those cards graded too. Like there's this Pikachu promo, this like cartoon sketch one that's super ridiculous that I really like. Uh, just like a little random, like nothing too crazy. Like I want to buy a house soon. So that's like a dude. I'm also in <laughs> house, house buying mode. Yeah. So it's, ring, ring buying mode. So go. buy my shit tonight so I can buy a ring. Yeah. 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 The engagement ring fund for koozie definitely has to happen. We got the yeah, engagement man. fund ring for koozie. Koozie's got to go to speeding court next week. The yeah. speeding ticket fund. He's just a savage. Koozie, all sorts of funds. 
But yeah, man. So nothing too crazy. Couple of good goals, but that's it. Dude, I'm right there with. And I mean, like, I never really thought about like going after like sealed childhood stuff. But like, after finding the lot today of my childhood games, it like brought me back. Now you talk about this, and it's like some of those probably aren't like crazy expensive, like sealed. But like, yeah, it's just like they would bring back so many memories. Yeah, and I I think that's that's where like sealed collecting really shines for me is like getting those childhood sealed games. It's like capturing that childhood moment in time sealed. Like you yeah. got game as a kid and you ripped it the fuck open and now you have another copy to just keep perfect forever like that's yeah perfect or just like hype games like popular games like i had my smash melee seal like that's one that's the most popular game of all time one of yeah it's like why not and then like i got like red rescue team like graded like any graded pokemon you can't go wrong with it yeah but then i have like mission impossible on the nes graded (laughs) and that should be because i got it for dirt cheap it was like 70 bucks shipped yeah and i was like it costs more than that to grade it so right. why not right yeah no that's cool man yeah. i also want to i'm going for the full n64 set full wii u set and full nintendo power set so just completing those when i can would be sweet go. like i said i'm not going out and buying them on ebay just when i find games locally or if i don't normally trade but if somebody wants to trade and they got something i need i might do it um but just it'd be cool just keeping like what i want keeping hunting the way i do making my collection free and i know for you too when we buy a house like setting up like an actual game room to where we don't have to move it all the time we can actually do like some display stuff with it it's gonna be amazing i can't wait for that feeling because i've talked about like becca i'm like hey i can like sell my collection to like help with a down payment or like sell my collection like pay off my truck and she's told me every single time she goes don't sell your collection yeah that's dope shout out the uh the the wonderful women in our life supporting the collections and uh what we're doing here it's definitely um anything else today brother I don't, I don't think so. I think that was a, a pretty good episode. I mean, we, nobody asked us a question of the week, but don't worry. We have a reserve from last week. Get your cards and cartridges on Instagram every Wednesday, unless I'm drunk. I put up on the story, a question of the week, ask us anything you want to know about video games or cards. And, and we will anything else. Ask us anything about life. Literally anything. You could ask us anything for questions. You need girl what advice. Do we we'll do a dating segment. Um, our boy Sir Waffle nine four five five, and I think you can talk about this because you recently are switching more towards reels in your um Instagram feed. He goes, a lot of people in the game community are like changing platforms or complaining about Instagram. Any ideas why? Uh, yeah, I think it's because Instagram, as always, is trying to always or as always, Instagram is trying to like. At the end of the day, Instagram's a business, right? Like they're owned by Facebook. They were trying to make as much money as possible. They're trying to do whatever will make them the most money. And right now they think promoting video content, I believe in promoting. Although today, like I uploaded a reel today. It got some of the least, it got the least engagement. I think I've ever gotten a post ever in my life. Yeah. I'm not trying to like, I don't like, I really don't care that much, but I do care a little bit because it is like what I do for a living and it is like in the past it's been so much better and to have to have the reach just drop off like what looks like a flip of a switch i mean that's how 
TikTok is like my my girlfriend Becca. She's had a couple like view videos get like over a million views. She's but that's, viral like four. But that's it's not how to. It, it's nothing like TikTok though because Instagram's not like that. Like I've been consistent, right? And then to get to just drop off, that's not. So what she though? She'd get like a million views, then her next video would get like two hundred and thirty. So she's always getting millions of views, and then getting- no, like she would like put out like a million view video, and then the next view just get like two hundred thirty. It's just the way like it outreached to people and on their feeds, like it just didn't hit the feeds, and like it just dropped off. Yeah, yeah. Speaking I don't. Know, I guess I guess maybe it used to be more predictable, and now it's just not. Like I don't know. Like I'm not too frustrated with it. Like I'm still having fun, enjoying creating. Content. Yeah, that's ultimately what I do it for. But like it's uh. It just seems a little silly sometimes. I see people complain about hashtags not getting the reach that they do, but I mean, how often do you click on a hashtag and scroll through the feed of that hashtag? Yeah, I don't know. Never. It's like how often do you even go in like the the, uh, the explore page? Explore page. I don't often know. If I'm like going to search somebody's name, like the explore page pops up, hey, and I'll look at it for a split awesome. second. Hey, you're right. You're right. Um, speaking from a us point of view, we started doing Instagram live claim sales, but we moved to Twitch just because the streaming platform is so much better. It's yeah. day and night between Instagram. Oh yeah. So that's something that is making us change platforms. Um, I don't know. I mean, just content and social media is constantly evolving find the new hot place make it your platform get popular and run with it and then when that platform dies off hop yeah, to the next something different yeah you got to adapt so i'm all i'm all good with it it's just it is what it is and that's why that's why people are yep. that, a little frustrated but anyways guys thank you for listening to episode 23 of the cards and cards podcast if you're not already following us on whatever platform you're listening to us on Make sure to hit that follow button, that subscribe button, that bell notification. If you're on YouTube, make sure you you, you know you follow on the Spotify's, you drop a comment on the YouTubes, you leave a five star review on the Apple Pods. We're it like really four does, and a half stars. We need to get yeah, that up. four and a half stars is fine. Uh, that's the thing. This is like the like the Instagram algorithm. All the things we just told you to do do have effects on uh, these other algorithms. So we appreciate it, guys. We really do. Thank you for listening as always. Have a great rest of your week. Peace. See ya.